Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast with me, Scott Challoner. This podcast, just like the Leaders' Council itself, is all about recognising and celebrating those people who keep this country running. We exist to give leaders a voice outside of their own organisations and to support them in the same way that they support their staff every single day of the week. Now, if you are in a leadership position yourself and would like to have your voice heard on the national stage, then please do go to leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Now, each week on this show, I'm joined by a different leadership figure from the world of business, politics, sport, or even from local communities in the hope of truly discovering who those people are that get up every morning and make this country work. We get their take on the current economic and political landscape of the UK and discuss everything from creating exciting new technology to potentially moving towards a cashless society and, of course, the success and innovation that makes it all worthwhile in the end. Now, my guest on today's programme on a rainy day here in the capital who will be offering their unique perspective on leadership is Adam Norsworthy, Managing Director of Fusion Telecom. Fusion is a company which supplies secure telecom and payment services to business and contact centres. Adam was first appointed to Fusion's Board of Directors in October 2015, but he is otherwise a business leader with a passion for technology and a proven track record in the industry, having written his first computer programme at the age of eight and having spent several years of his career founding and growing companies in the sector. Adam, very warm welcome to you this afternoon and thank you ever so much for taking the time to join us on the programme. Great to be chatting with you again, Scott. It's a pleasure welcoming you back onto the show, Adam. And the saying does go, start them young, I suppose, doesn't it? And I think that is particularly applicable in your career. Eight years of age, wasn't it, that you wrote your first computer programme? I think that is absolutely remarkable. (laughs) <laughs> longer and longer away each year it's uh it's, yeah I, I was always fascinated by how things work and I think I uh I was born at a, at a really good time for, for for getting stuck into computing early on because in, in those days it was it was all pretty simple and of course over the career you've had since then you spent a great deal of time founding and growing your own businesses selling them on and those include one or two that have been outside of the UK as well so i suppose a leadership in business and exposure to different sort of leadership cultures in a sense is something that isn't really that new to you so how therefore would you describe your own personal leadership style after it's been molded by so many different experiences over so many years ever evolving um, it, it, uh, it, it started off with a real lead from the front, lots of energy and, um, and lots of excitement, lots of vision. And it's, it's really very different today uh, where I, I really try and take a, as much of a, a background role as possible. Um, the, the, least, the, the, the less people feel I'm around, for me, that's actually that, that's a real success um, because it means they're leading themselves and I'm helping to, to facilitate that. So it's it's uh, it's much more sort of shepherding from the back. And I suppose from a mental health point of view, that's really significant as well, isn't it? Because the impacts of CEO burnout are so well documented nowadays. And so it can be so beneficial taking a step back from the day-to-day operations of a business and allowing everything to sort of run on its own in a way as well. Yeah, I, I think there are a lot, of, a lot of advantages, but it's really taken me a lot of years to learn. Um, it, that that initial excitement and impulse to really sell the vision and, and bring people together, while, while it's really exciting, it's, it's not sustainable. 
and uh, and I've learned that um, a lot of people that they have they much prefer to discover uh, than to be told. So by creating that space, the gap uh, where they they have the opportunity to discover new things, there's so much more ownership that they take over their own learning, and so much more responsibility they're willing to take on that, that it is far more relaxing for me. But it's also far more rewarding, and I've actually found we get better results in business uh, doing it this way. By allowing people to take on leadership for themselves, absolutely right. And um, we must, of course, address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that we are having this conversation during the global COVID-19 pandemic still. And your business, Fusion Telecom, has had to pivot and adapt in the same ways that so many other firms have all over this country and the wider world. Um, Just to what extent has the health crisis affected you and your operations? It's affected us in in a lot of ways. Um, so there, there's the, the direct effect that it has on um, our ability to get new business, our ability to service our existing customers. Um, and we've been very lucky in the sense that we work in a technology space, creating payment technology and telecom technology. So we can work from computers. Um, we do have staff all over the globe. So uh, it's not it's not a new thing for us to be connecting uh, from, from workstations, not in the same office. Um, we've seen the most significant to, uh, effects to our business with, with the effect that it's had on our customers. So we've had many customers that have had to lock their entire operation down. They're in the tourism and travel sector, for, for example, or in the manufacturing sector. And they've just uh, found that the, they've not been able to provide the products and services at all. Um, and therefore, they've come to us um, to, to either uh, shut down their operation with us temporarily or to look for technological solutions within which we can partner and help them with. Um, So there's been a lot of creativity involved in in working with new solutions with our existing clients, um, as well as helping some of them bunker down until, until they're able to open up again. And just talking about that sort of remote working transition side of things a bit more, we know that working remotely does come with a whole host of challenges and in particular for the financial sector there have been stories during the pandemic of leading banks being unable to for example take certain payments because their teams were so spread out all over the country they couldn't manually process payments over the phone with that technology they had at their disposal then now fusion itself i understand has come up with a solution to that problem and innovated during this time and that's PayGuard, isn't it which could make such concerns a real issue of the past that's right isn't it Yes, exactly right. Yeah, we, we've seen that a, a lot of, you know, with the, with the changes that we, we have, um, working from home and a, a workforce that's dispersed over large geographical areas, there, there are lots of challenges that are coming up, both in leadership and management, and, and as well as in, in, uh, in technology or compliance, legal issues. We've helped work, because we love technology so much, we've helped work to really build uh, an application from a payment that keeps companies fully compliant when they're taking phone payments and remove their staff and the infrastructure that company has from scope from the PCI data security standards and payment uh, payment card industries data security standards. So that, that's helping a lot of businesses in a very quick, very easy, very low cost way, uh, make sure they're securing their customers' data and preventing um, their staff from having access to sensitive data. And there's many other technologies that have come out um, you know, Zoom is, a, is obviously a, a famous one and the progression of Microsoft Teams mm. to help people collaborate together. And I think also leadership and management styles um, are, are really going to be um, under, the, under the microscope now. As we say, 
you know, if we do have a workforce that isn't in an office, how do we motivate them? How do we, how do we lead them um, so that they're really um, excited about coming to work? And, uh, and, and we have to take a different approach than perhaps the one we've had in the past. And I think that's, that's been really helpful for me because it's been validating a lot of the journey that I've personally been on uh, in helping businesses and running businesses for the last 20-odd years. And as I've come to a place where I'm really interested in how do we help people have sustainable motivation, um, that, that, that a, great, a great way to bring that to, to, to bear is to take people out of an office and put them in different situations and see how they handle it. Um, I was once uh, read somewhere that there aren't behavior problems. There are just motivational ones. Mm. And I really took that on a number of years ago and thought, okay, well, so, it, you know, when, when, when there appears to be behavior issues in the business, they're just motivational. How do you really motivate people? And I think the only, only sustainable way to motivate people is for them to be self-motivated. And when we start to really turn that around and say, it's not my responsibility to motivate them. It's their responsibility to motivate themselves. How do I facilitate that process? We start to get a, a workforce that's much more creative and much more innovative. And that helps companies like ours, for example, see opportunities in the market, like with payment compliance and people working from home. And then we can develop technology around that. So it, it really works well for everyone. It is a whole new facet to leadership as a whole, isn't it? Because what is becoming abundantly clear now is that this flexible working environment we're finding ourselves in is not just a temporary fix for the pandemic days. It is going to remain a permanent part of how we do business in the UK, isn't it? Yeah, I, it, it's definitely a hybrid model. Um, a lot of people um, get so much from each other um, that... Um, that, that human contact is really important, but also the productivity and the space that we have on our own is quite important in order to really drive forward with, with, with being creative, being innovative. We've seen that with the high street. The high street has changed from a place where we used to go shopping for everything we need to a place where we, we go to be social in, in the coffee shops and, and so on. And I can see a, a large part of that being the case. And it's certainly the case of Fusion Telecom where our return to the office is looking to be more something that's social um, and based around the relationships in the business than it is to do with us getting our work done, which we're quite happily doing uh, from home or from remote offices. And I suppose even with a self-motivated workforce, um, there will be those instances where they may need to come to somebody more senior in the business and be able to sort of speak to them if that is over Zoom or even in person when offices are allowed to resume full time. Um, is that sort of open door policy, do you think, quite easy to maintain over a distance? I think it is if people are, uh, are understanding that they are able to, uh, if they need help, they can get it. And that's, and that's critical as part of a self-motivating focus for any business is, is you have to help staff feel really comfortable about reaching out for help. The, 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 the older concepts of people being really concerned or afraid to do that because it may, might make them look weak or weak in their position. Um, if that, if that, if that's the feeling that runs through the organization, then certainly homeworking is going to really, really be something they'll struggle with. And because people won't reach out for help easily, and it's it's harder to do mm. because you can't just reach over your shoulder and tap somebody, or or a manager can't necessarily walk past and say, "How can I help?" 
um, because they'll be engaged with their own work on their own computer. And typically, it, it's a, the impetus is there's a little bit more energy required to make that contact. So there, there, there does need to be a drive in um, changing some of the habits and the human, the, the human behavior that we have that we would typically see in an office. Um, and it, it's so important that it's not just a question of saying self-motivation is about an employee doing everything for themselves, but actually they are very well supported uh, by an entire community, really, of, of, of uh, people that have all, all sorts of different levels of authority, but that sit around them. And they're very comfortable in that community and their position within that community. Mm. And just reflecting on the last year, what has been an enduring topic on the show, if we call it that, is the fact that every day is a school day. And during the pandemic, leaders have really had to sort of take on board whole new lessons, pivot and adapt. And they've been learning new things about themselves, their business, the people they work with every single day. Um, Reflecting on the events of the last year, what do you think adapting to this new post-COVID reality has taught you in your position? Um, it's taught me that I can be uh, just as productive <laughs> um, out of the office, if not even more so than in the office. But what 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 suffers uh, is my is my out of work life, and I think that's the case for most of my staff and other business uh, leaders that I speak to uh, find the same. Work is a very easy thing to justify to to do, um, and. Um, and when uh, and when there isn't that coming home from work, it's much harder to leave uh, the work aside when when you're at home with your family or your other interests. So I think one of the things that uh, it's going to call on all of us to do is to be more disciplined about making that time for ourselves, putting our phones aside, disconnecting from the technology or from the messages, and uh, and really making time for us to to engage in other activities because those other activities whether it's spending time with your children or exercise or, or clubs and, and interests, they will help you sustain uh, a, a longer-term motivation for the work that you're doing. And have you deployed any sort of techniques personally that have helped you just sort of detach yourself from the work and switch off when you need to? Um, I give my uh, children carte blanche to come in past a certain time during the week, uh, regardless of what I'm doing. So if I struggle to concentrate then that's my fault not not theirs um so uh i i really make make it uh, make myself available to them and make the space that uh, the spaces that i could i could close off to them i make those spaces available to them so that that helps me um and um i also find that uh we don't have to work to the same conventions within a normal day you know the, the working day nine to five is, is, is such a fixed convention but i found that by by, by throwing that away and saying, okay, when is the best time for me that I'm most likely to really enjoy some exercise or some, or, or some relaxation or engaging in an alternative act? And that could be for some people at 10 o'clock in the morning. And if that's going to work well for them, then that's fantastic. Take that time 10 to 12, do something personal in that time, which really goes against what, we're, you know, what we've been doing for, forever, really. Um, and, then, and then maybe work a little bit at, a, at another time because you, you – you don't now have to get the seven and a half, eight hours of work in the nine to five period. That really can be any time that, that, that suits you. Uh, and I said that to my staff too. You know, I'm not really, as long as we can communicate when we need to, um, it's, it's up to them to really pick the times that are going to work well for them when they're going to be most productive. 
and um, and that that that's helped a lot. It's a time of real change, isn't it, to the work-life balance? And as we touched on already as well, on an unprecedented scale over the last year, businesses have recognised the need for change at this time. They've adapted and they've innovated at an unprecedented scale. And something that I think is going to be incredibly important going forward is maintaining that entrepreneurial drive and spirit. It's something that we really need to harness and take forward to ultimately help fuel the economic recovery and make sure that the strides in mental health that we've made during this time can also be sustained. Yeah, I'm really uh, cheered when I, I sort of uh, leave the house and see what some of the other businesses have done, how they've been inventive, um, how they've adapted to the situation. I, I have a, a really positive, optimistic view of, of humankind in general. And um, I, I think that uh, most of our actions are really inspired uh, for the better. And, uh, and I can... I can see that both in the way that we've supported each other through this pandemic, but also in the way businesses are, are responding to um, to the challenges that they're facing at the moment. And I've got no doubt at all that, that uh, with the technology that, that has really helped fuel the ability for us to communicate and operate our organisations um, over a large geographical area, we can um, we can we can still have that kind of communication and that. A sense of working together that can really fuel a lot of the creativity and the innovation and brainstorming uh, that'll help uh, help us come up with all sorts of good ideas to uh, to bounce back quick. Now, of course, it might not be the nicest economic landscape to try and start a business in, of course, post-pandemic. But because of that, there are always going to be opportunities, aren't there? So thinking about maybe some of the younger viewers that might be tuning into this who are maybe thinking of going into business for themselves. What sort of advice would you give to any young entrepreneurs out there at this point in time? I think it's very easy to be... um, swayed by the 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 larger uh you know the larger events that are happening around us but really we have little control over those um and um so i guess my advice would be if you believe uh in an idea uh make it happen and don't feel you have to have everything planned out um because you'll need to pivot uh all the time as different challenges come some of them that you might be able to foresee some you can never foresee so uh what's more important is is that you've got um a real sense of what it is that you're trying to do and that you focus not too much on the result which is something again that businesses traditionally do and i I think they're missing a trick there but is to focus on the process really focus on building fantastic relationships with your customers and learning from them uh building something that you're really proud of and any problem you come across, if you have a, a fundamental drive to re- and a real desire to provide something that you're going to be proud of, you'll find a solution to it. And a key word, of course, that I mentioned in that question as well was opportunities, because there are so many opportunities out there, aren't there, even in this landscape. And just taking that word back to the topic of fusion telecoms for a moment, given what you specialize in and what you've been doing whilst COVID-19 has been impacting us. Um, do you think that the crisis has indirectly provided opportunities for your business to grow and delve into new things? Yeah, there are. Significant opportunities for us are really in the security space. Um, it, it's much more easier to secure uh, information uh, when you have a lot of people all working in a single space. You can control the network. Um, you can have uh, you know, access uh, to the physical, physical space itself. Is, is easier to control. 
you know, when you have people all working from home, you've got no idea who's in the background. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, local home networks that don't have the same security um, you know, infrastructure in place. So I, I think I think security is important. Um, and uh, we, we work hard to build uh, what we have. And it's important that we, we, we focus on maintaining that. And also we have responsibility uh, to our customers and to our suppliers, especially with the GDPR, which, which really highlighted that. Um, to uh, to make sure that we care about the data that we're processing. And the way that the, 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 the world has changed and the way that we're now working means that we are far more vulnerable. Um, all of, all of, most of our organizations are far more vulnerable. And for Fusion Telecom, um, who work in the technology space and the security and payment space, uh, we've already made great strides in helping businesses dramatically reduce uh, the risk and uh, secure their customers' data uh, using technology. And there's so much more for us to do um, in this space. And we're finding that customers are, are really appreciating that because really it's not something they want to dwell on. They'd much rather focus on innovating their own products and services and making their own customers happy. Exactly. And they just have to, of course, address the elephant in the room beforehand and then start to focus on innovating in that way and branching out into different things. Exactly. Um, just thinking about what we've learned from the last year, if you could actually go back 10 years, Adam, is there anything that you would do differently going forward armed with the knowledge that you have now, do you feel? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> hindsight is a wonderful thing. Um, I, uh, I would be more patient with, uh, with myself and with the people around me. Um, I would, um, I, I, a leader ha always has uh, 20, 30, 40, 50 things buzzing around, vying for attention. And uh, I think in the past, I've been very keen to, to try and address as many of those as possible. And now I really realize it, it, it's much more about focus. And uh, the, one of the best things a leader can do is to really consider what are the top three things out of all the things that are buzzing around that are going to make the most dramatic difference. And I've found that since I've been concentrating on doing that, uh, there really are. And, and they, when you, you have to reflect, and it does take time, um, but once you find them, you realize there are actually just a couple of things that will make a fundamental and dramatic difference to the direction of the business and uh, and the, the the results the business will obtain, and then really laser focus on making sure you're successful with those items. So I think that's something I definitely would have said to myself ten years ago. Don't worry about because often actually most of the other stuff is solved if you solve those two or three fundamental points. So I would focus more on those. It is difficult leadership, isn't it? But it can be boiled down to just a certain number of aspects, as you've outlined there. And thinking about just sort of the view of leadership as a whole, sort of pre-pandemic and also through the pandemic, when I think one or two people have recognised just how tough a job it is. Do you think that leadership is perhaps as celebrated as much as it should be in this country? I think that's right. I think there are some things that... Um, uh, that, that aren't celebrated as much. Um, and the, the assumption is that every, it's like the assumption is everyone can be, can be a teacher. Now everyone can teach, but we've all been in school and experienced teachers we really felt connected to. And we, we could, and, and it wasn't just us, you know, most of our 
our cast would say that person can really teach and they're a born teacher. And I, I think that um, whilst anyone can lead, there are some people who really put the energy and the effort into focusing on how they can be better leaders. And other people find them simply themselves in a position of leadership and don't put any effort into really considering their leadership responsibilities and focus more on what, you know, whatever it is they're doing. So um, I, I, think, I think if we look at some of the human behaviors, um, confidence, trust, um, leadership, those sorts of things, if we, if we work uh, to improve those within our organization, it's a hard ask because they're not measurable directly. Um, you know, so that's why we tend to look at more measurable uh, objectives like financial metrics. But actually, by focusing on the process, confidence, trust, good leadership, uh, I think the, the results will, will certainly come. Um, we spent an awful lot of time reflecting on the uh, the uh, on this uh, program, but what I do want to do before we do wrap things up, Adam, because I'm conscious that we're running short of time, is talk about the future as well. And albeit I don't want to tempt fate, it does seem that we are starting to hopefully come toward the end of the COVID-19 pandemic and there is light at the end of the tunnel. But thinking about the next 12 months, what do you feel they're going to hold for you and for Fusion Telecoms, your business? And what is it that you're really hoping to achieve over this next year? We have uh, some real technology challenges, um, which come from real technology opportunities. So I would like to see us meeting those. Um, I would like to see us having fun doing so. I think fun is underrated mm. um, and uh, in organizations. So that's going to be really important for me. How do I keep the fun? Um, and I'd also love to see Fusion Telecom really uh, meet these challenges with the environment in mind. I think if all, all businesses take, a, we, we've now put the environment on our board agenda. Um, so we just consider that as an agenda item that's standard every every meeting. Uh, what can we do to to help? Um, and it can simply be raise awareness. It isn't just the case of uh, donating some money or, or printing less paper. Um, so okay, and it can even be education. So uh, which is actually what happened in the last board meeting. We uh, made the uh, commitment to spend two hours and until the next meeting uh, educating ourselves in it on the ocean. Um, so there is, um, there's an opportunity for us to, to build, uh, innovate and create. And if we can do that, perhaps with the environment in mind, um, I think that'll really, really help us manage much better for our, our far longer term future as well as our immediate future. I think that's incredibly important. There is a renewed vigour among industry, among the government and among the general public as well, that this economic recovery has to be a green one and addressing the climate emergency, amongst other things, should be the next priority once we emerge from the COVID-19 situation. Um, Adam, I have to say it's been a thoroughly enlightening experience welcoming you back onto the show again. It's been wonderful having you yet again. And again, as I say, um, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what's going to happen in the immediate future. But a few months down the line, once we start to see things take shape a little bit more and understand exactly what we're wading into, I think it'd be wonderful once again to have you back on the show and just catch up on what's going on behind the scenes at Fusion. Oh, lovely, Scott. Real pleasure talking with you today. Thank you ever so much, Adam. And just a note for those listeners tuning in to today's podcast as well. Please do continue to be considerate of others and look after yourselves. Better times are coming, but let's just be sensible about this recovery that we're currently on and all will take shape just fine soon, I'm sure.
I was speaking there to Adam Norsworthy, Managing Director of Fusion Telecom, and I hope you all thoroughly enjoyed the interview. Until next time, now that outdoor hospitality has returned, I'm off to a local beer garden to raise a glass to outstanding leadership and hopefully over the coming weeks we'll keep taking further strides toward normal life. It is raining today, so I will need to take my umbrella with me. Uh, But remember, everybody, please do continue, as I say, to look after yourselves and be considerate of others. It makes such a difference in preserving lives at this really, really careful time of recovery. We are almost there and better days are certainly coming, but let's just be careful about how we go forward. Take care now and goodbye.